This is Talking Points, a podcast of the Superintendent Radio Network. And this is a podcast about ornamentals. I'm your host, Kyle Brown. And this is another in our series covering important topics in the golf industry, so superintendents know a little bit of what to say when they're talking to board members of players about these topics. Superintendents, they spend so much time thinking about and talking about plants, but the ones we're talking about today, they're not usually the ones that come uh, right to mind for a lot of superintendents. Joining me is Lisa Barton, who's the Director of Outside Operations and, and the Horticulturist at Manufacturers Golf and Country Club. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you so much. Well, it's good to have you. What we're going to be talking about today is is not turf, but a lot of superintendents, they feel like they have their hands full just dealing with grass. Ornamentals just usually, that's not something that is high on the list of things for them to think about. Why should superintendents, why should they know about the plants other than their turf on their course? Well, Kyle, I strongly feel that trees and ornamentals play a very strong role in the overall experience on the property aesthetically. When you have, say, beautiful stately hardwoods or a grove of flowering trees on the course or maybe some display beds filled with sweeps of color, it really makes a statement. The impact is not only felt by the golfers, but for the members and the guests alike. It may be, you know, a tournament with someone considering becoming a member or a guest enjoying the view while at a wedding. I like to tie this in with the number one reason why people join country clubs, which is for recognition. People want to be recognized, and they want their club and their course to stand out and be talked about. Ornamentals and trees can really contribute to the atmosphere on the course and be a cause for chatter. I definitely identify with how superintendents focus so much on course conditions and communications, finance, operations, which is, you know, honestly, that's what they should be doing. However, it may be wise to take a step back and look at the course from a larger perspective. And this type of beautification with what a horticulturist can do, and this type of beautification really is an amenity for the members. Along those lines, you know, what kind of a difference can ornamentals really make for a course? I think that the ornamentals are something that's it's just part of the atmosphere. I mean, who doesn't want to pull up to the golf course and see beautiful tournament conditions and greens and speeds the way they would lengthen to be, you know, rolling hills? But I think even if you look at places like Augusta, where they are famous for their azaleas and their big design beds, I mean, people remember with that. They identify with that. I'm not saying that all courses will be enhanced by trees and ornamentals and just should get out there and get planting. Um, <laughs> all clubs are different, and you really need to get a good read from the membership, like via your, you know, your green committee, the board, or owners as to your landscape goals. I don't feel that superintendents should personally know all about horticulture. I mean, like how many hats can you honestly wear and balance as a superintendent anyway? I feel it's best to consult a horticulturist who's very knowledgeable about choosing the right plants for the right locations and along with their care and maintenance. I also highly suggest, if possible, consulting with a golf course designer to get a better perspective on the impact of, say, trees on playability, arborists for care and uh, integrated pest management, you know, like a landscape master plan, so to speak, to really figure out what are the goals on the golf course from a landscape perspective. So it's hard to say what to put in when every golf course is completely um, different and what they would like. So it sounds like you're saying one of the main reasons to to really think about ornamentals is to make kind of a signature look for your course. 
but then also uh, it's a good idea to consult with a horticulturist, uh, you know, an arborist or a designer to make sure that that look actually works with the with the turf that you're trying to make playable as well. Yeah, and it matches the style, the age of the club, everything, you know, has to kind of be taken into consideration. At manufacturers, I'm pretty much of a minimalist. On the golf course, I mean, we like to accent, you know, number one or number 18, and I like to make the halfway house or the midway accent that location for member enjoyment, but some people don't don't want sweeping ornamentals everywhere. They're there to play golf, but others they want to hit, you know, they'll hit out 300 yards and, hey, here's where my ball landed. Look at that gorgeous tree. It just mm-hmm. adds to their enjoyment. So it basically, it depends on your membership and it depends on your course. All right. Is there anything else that you'd want to tell superintendents to get them thinking about how to approach ornamentals on their course? I think what's really fun is if they do have a budget for a horticulturist or if they just want to consult with someone to help them is to just remember about that aside from all the course conditions and and their job that they are providing hospitality. And I think sometimes those additional touches now and then, say if you're having like a member member or member guest or maybe an important charity day on the course, that you can add some different expressions like bold flowers at the first tee and the 18th tee, like like little personal touches that will really draw the membership in and make them feel happy and prideful about where they put their money and to enhance different areas like, like your halfway house or your midway point that can really make a statement and, and bring, bring people back and make a great impression. All right, great. And we were talking offline earlier, you mentioned a couple resources for super, so I'll go ahead and talk about those. Uh, first off, to get involved with your local cooperative extension and see if they have a regular publication uh, that, you can, that you can receive. And then you also gave me a couple books to mention. So there's Manual of Woodlandscape Plants, by Michael A. Durr, Durr's Hardy Trees and Shrubs, uh, also by Michael Durr, and then there's Insects That Feed on Trees and Shrubs by Warren T. Johnson. So I'll make sure that all of this is in the show notes as well. Hopefully superintendents can use these ideas to help make a signature look for their course and really make them stand out. So thanks so much for your help today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was very flattering. I appreciate being asked. Thank you. You've been listening to the Superintendent Radio Network podcast of Golf Course Industry Magazine, a production of GIE Media, Inc. I've been your host and producer, Kyle Brown. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes or the SRN page on golfcourseindustry.com. Talk to us at srn at gie.net or at GCI Magazine on Twitter. Thanks for listening.